go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never said. Greetings, Dog Nation. I'm Jeff Sintel. It is another Wednesday night before the hedges here on dognation.com. We appear live on Spotify and SoundCloud as a podcast later. But right now, Got them. Got some things for you. Remember how we did this thing last week where we had some interactive hedges, some interactive before the hedges brought to you by Kroger. Justin Farmer, I think you were the first man in the building. So take a bow. Jay Scheitz, Jamie Williams, Raphael Wright, Eric Divorcenay Sr., Matthew Gray, Richard Dees. Raphael Wright, I'll say your name again just to be twice to say it nice. Kim Cook. Tree Cracker. That's what I'm going to do, guys. The first 10 folks in there get a shout-out. Name talk, name call. Philip Overstreet, Lee Grimes. I'll get you guys as well. Um, we got Before the Hedges. We've got uh, brought to you by Kroger. we got a lot of things for you tonight. Uh, we've got a really seismic shift uh, to top targets. Uh, we've got a uh, – We've got a couple surprises for you. Um, but, Lay, you guys have, have kind of seen me kind of give away a little bit of my playbook here. For tonight, I'm not going to spin it. I'm not going to be with a lefty coming at you with curveballs. Uh, let's just go straight down the middle. I think Georgia's recruiting right now as well as I've ever seen it in Kirby Smart's time at Georgia. I know that is a very uh, eyebrow-raising statement. A lot of gifs could probably come up. Or gif, excuse me, could probably come up. But I really see that uh, – I had this conversation with a lot of football people over the last two weeks. And I don't know, it sounds so simple, but what Georgia is doing in the eyes of the, the people that are evaluating the program and watching the program from afar, especially from a recruiting standpoint, is before Georgia just tried to have the better cards – and the better cards in your hand, but they never wound up playing them or they never wound up playing them to their maximum effectiveness. And I think what you see Georgia is doing a lot of right now is they're letting their better player just be a better player. So everybody starts with the defense and Georgia's five stars are playing like five stars. If you have a talent edge, why don't you do things with them, whether it's stems and twists and stunts and pressures um, to say, Hey, we think our guy's better than your guy. And if you're, quarterback or your skill guy uh, gets out on the edge and they kind of burn our defense where they, they kind of beat us. Well, we've got the guys out on the edge to hawk them down to minimize the gains. I, I think what's happening here on both sides of the ball now, nobody's really noticing the run game hiccups right now, but what's happening here is a lot of the players are seeing Georgia look like a dominating team. A lot of the recruits are seeing Georgia look like a dominating team, a destination team, having a lot of fun, but then Georgia's players are Georgia's players are basically um, showing why they're just they were just more talented and more highly rated coming out of high school. They are getting to play to their maximum ability, and they're going to be being able to showcase themselves. And folks, everybody's watching. Um, I talked to Christian Miller this week, and he said that that visit uh, to Georgia this past weekend moved the needle for it move the needle quite considerably uh, to the point now where it's going to be awfully hard for somebody, in my opinion, to uh, pull uh, Christian Miller, the prized All-American defensive tackle, away from the University of Georgia. Uh, I think Ohio State's still in there. I think uh, uh, Oregon is still in there. It's really just those, th those three teams. 
Georgia's going to get another official visit from Christian Miller. I bet he comes back again before his official. Uh, Ohio State probably get an unofficial visit. Oregon will get an official visit. Um, and if we, we'll see on the top targets later, Christian Miller is uh, the number three guy on this list and has been that way for a few weeks now. I think Georgia did amazing things there with uh, um, Anai White. Uh, I kind of think that's what Anai White – has always wanted to see out of Georgia. He wanted to see Georgia, Georgia size results with all that Georgia size talent. And really what you're getting is Alabama type results with Georgia talent right now. Uh, I think that's going to give Georgia a great shot at uh, an I white uh, in a chase really with, I think it's really between Alabama, Georgia and Ohio state for Mr. White. You can add Ernest green, the third to there. I think, Sometimes the logistics of the Big 12 are working out very well for Georgia in that case with EJ3 because he couldn't go see uh, Ohio State on an official visit the previous week for the Oregon game earlier this month because they have those dadgum 12 noon kickoffs. And it's very hard for a young man uh, that plays on the Pacific time zone and on the West Coast to go get there in time for a visit there. I think Georgia has backed up about has, – has parlayed are stacked up about three incredible interactions and experiences with Ernest Green III. And uh, Georgia's in a great spot there for him as well. Uh, there's a lot to like about the way Georgia's recruiting. You can go on and on. We talked to Oscar Delp after the visits on uh, Saturday, and it was his first visit to Georgia as a recruit. Uh, he got to see, and I, I'm not going to – I'm just going to use the word that uh, Oscar – Oscar Delpius, he called it a dominating program. That kind of backs up what we were underscoring when we were talking before. Talking about before is Georgia is bringing to bear all of its considerable talent resources. Uh, and they're overpowering teams. They're dominating teams. Uh, the way Georgia has fed the tight end has, has been clear to Oscar Delp. Uh, Oscar, Oscar Delp has noticed that Brock Bowers has 14 catches for about 200 yards. Those are leading Georgia in both categories. He's getting a lot of targets. And it's almost like they – I think uh, one of the things I wrote about when I wrote the Oscar Delp story for us on Dog Nation, which went up on, on Monday, is there, Georgia is feeding Brock Bowers like the name is Kobayashi on the back of his jersey. And that's kind of how I feel. Everybody knows Kobayashi, uh, the guy that wins all those hot dog eating contests uh, from Nathan's. Uh, on the 4th of July, that Japanese competitive eater. Well, Georgia is eating right now uh, to that level. I, up and down the list, I'm talking to a lot of prospects, a lot of players, whether it's Ruben Owens, uh, Pierce Sperling third. You know, guys, one of the things Pierce said is he thought Justice Haynes had a remarkable visit to Georgia. Um, one of those that maybe he thought he didn't even know that maybe Justice would have that type of visit to Georgia, but he was definitely enjoying himself on Saturday. Folks, if you could have seen Jalen Walker um, as a true ambassador of the class, working, trying to try to round up some uh, prized prized talent, kind of like he belonged on Yellowstone, uh, talking to guys, working guys. I mean, I think he, he shared that tweet that he said he absolutely loves the University of Georgia. I think the look on his face is infectious when he looks down on that team and gets to ponder and imagine his possibilities there. The same for Malachi Starks. Uh, lots of guys uh, left Athens this past weekend in love with the University of Georgia, infatuated with the University of Georgia. Folks can't wait to come down. I'm talking to 2023s. I think Georgia did a great job with 2024s like Heaven Brown Schuler out of Pace Academy on that day. Um, on and on, that's kind of why I say uh, the way Georgia can jump back into things with a lot of these guys or really just elevate things with a lot of these guys. I think Georgia's recruiting at a level. I mean, folks, Georgia's in the final three uh, for, for Luther Burden, and I don't even think it's a final three. It's really just a final two. 
uh, for Luther Burden III. He's going to make his decision on October the 20th. And somehow the way Georgia is uh, executing down the field, uh, they're in the running for the nation's number two wide receiver in the country right now. And I, I really didn't think I really didn't think that was possible unless they put it out on the field, which is what they have done uh, this fall, where it just looks like it's kind of like this. Um, you know, you got better players uh, show that you got better players and what, whatever George is great at, just maximize, maximize that greatness. Don't. And players are seeing that. I, I think they're falling in love with the program in a way that, a lot of these players really never have before because let's face it, Georgia had five stars all along, but the results did not look like five stars. The results did not look overpowering and dominating. And now they do. Uh, so that's the early, that's the first thing I want to show you guys. Uh, talk to you guys about tonight. Uh, just a lot of things going on with 2022 and 2023 recruiting. Uh, there is a, a right now, I would say Georgia is on a commitment watch right now because there is a 2023 offensive tackle from inside the state named Bo Hughley uh, out of Langston uh, Hughes in Fairburn, Georgia, that will make his decision on September the 24th. He tells me he's down to Georgia and Georgia Tech. He has visited Georgia uh, on the past two weekends. Uh, he visited for the UAB game and he visited for the, uh, the South Carolina game as well. So uh, that's something to think about as well. Uh, the Luther Burden decision, we'll get into that a little bit more in the program. Um, but let's do this. Um, let's do this. Uh, let's take a look at this. Remember how we played like kind of interactive hedges last week? I want to do this. I got two things for you. Uh, I got a door number one and I got a door number two. Uh, door number one. Uh, we have a dog nation conversation with a recent, very recent Georgia commitment. Uh, door number two, we have an uh, we have an updated, very much revised with lots of uh, up, upward movement and new new names on the board. We've got a revised uh, top targets for the uh, twenty twenty two class. What do you guys want to see first? Do you want to see the interview with a recent Georgia commitment, or do you want to see a uh, revised top targets list? That's what I try to do, guys. Remember those Choose Your Adventure books where uh, you can turn to page 44 or you can turn to page 92? Um, you, you can choose what you want right here. So you got two options on the board. You got a revised top targets uh, with some definite new names in there, or you've got a uh, another one of our special five-minute Dog Nation conversation uh, with a recent Georgia football commitment. I'm looking at a lot of them. Florida Fort, Ryan Elwood. Uh, oh, my, lots of that stuff. So I think without further ado, uh, we usually do this a little bit later, but uh, we're about 10 minutes deep, uh, 10 minutes of talking about how I think Georgia, uh, if you guys are just joining us, I think Georgia is recruiting as well as it ever has right now, especially behind the scenes, especially with a lot of guys. Um, I think there are a lot of things that are filling up in the 2022 and 2023 cycles. Folks, you don't know this, but I hope it dawns on you, but maybe they can get to 27 guys that they can take this year, especially with this new legislation that's pending about you get one back for every guy that portals out. Um, Georgia might take 26, 27 guys at the most. Um, and they've already got 17, which means there's there's 10 more. There's 10 more, uh, really 10 more names that Georgia can take. Um, I see a lot of folks talking about uh, Arch Manning. Uh, Jeremy Barbary, there are a lot of uh, silent commitments going on right now. Uh, we'll get into take some Arch Manning uh, questions uh, during our Q&A portion of the show. But right now, you guys wanted to see it. I'm a man of the people. Let's take a look at the revised top targets. I think this is version 9.4, uh, the ninth month, and this is the fourth week. That's how we get to 9.4. Uh, look at the top targets for 2022. Andre Green Jr., 
had a huge game this past weekend and a huge uh, play, one of the biggest plays of the week. He's still kind of hanging on to that list with like fingernails white, kind of scraping against the chalk. Uh, Andre Green Jr., I think Georgia's going to be there to win that race. Uh, Mikael Williams out of um, Big Bear Alexander of Brewer High School, Fort Worth, Texas. Folks, Bear uh, dropped a hype video for his pending commitment, which will come uh, later in January. Uh, but he sent out a hype video. Um, not playing right now. He's not an IMG, and he is not playing uh, at all right now due to Texas high school rules. They have not given him, given him eligibility. Uh, a name which jumps up considerably. That's how that's how great I think things went for Georgia with Anai White out of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, let me see. Anai White was in the others to consider. Um, probably he was always right around twelve or thirteen, and I just needed Georgia him to take a visit back to Georgia with all the good vibes that were kind of percolating so far with him seeing seven sacks, seeing a lot of five stars. Uh, play like they are. And I will repeat what I've said a couple of times. I don't know if I've said it on this air before, but I know I've said it on Brandon's show. I feel if Georgia would have attacked and played this year the way they did last year, I think the recruitments of Corey Foreman and Mason Smith could have been a lot different. Um, and uh, that's just what I see coming out here. But uh, and I White, which I thought probably if I had to give him, he was probably 13 or 14. Um maybe last week, 12, 13, 14 in that range. Now he jumps all the way up to number eight. I think Georgia's in a very good position there with Anai White. Number seven, a name, a name that makes a debut on this board, Ernest Green III out of St. John Bosco with Bellflower, California, out of Cali, uh, hosted by Kendall Milton on his official visit. Uh, got to see a guy like Jamari Salyer, who was rated as an offensive guard, a five-star offensive guard, still performing well and flourishing as a left tackle at the University of Georgia. EG3 would probably rather be a tackle. He thinks he's a tackler, a tackle at the next level. At least he wants to take his best foot, best foot forward at being a tackle. Uh, EG3 was a guy that um, has researched Georgia a lot. He One of the things besides the recruitment of Matt Luke and Eddie Gordon was the fact that uh, he, he knows Georgia put two tackles in the league. He knows Georgia's got more tackles on the way into the league, and he, it's a proven way that Georgia can develop a lot of things. Uh, folks, I, I want you guys to know this. It's somehow all these things are moving and the, the dominoes are kind of linking up or the cogs are kind of linking up in Georgia's favor. Uh, I hope you guys had the chance to notice the Ohio State game this past weekend. There were only 71,000 people, 75,000 people maybe in the horseshoe this past weekend. Recruits noticed this. It seems like Ohio State's juice uh, for that program is kind of ebbing a little bit, um, especially with the start to their year. Uh, I think those are things when you compare what Georgia saw, what fans saw with Georgia against UAB and Sanford. Uh, another thing to remember, this is kind of bonus top target stuff right here. Uh, Kojo Antwi was at, in Athens this past weekend watching the dogs. Jake Pope took his second consecutive visit to Athens uh, to watch the dogs play this weekend as well. And folks, Georgia's never really stopped recruiting Jake Pope at all, even though he's committed to Alabama. Uh, Georgia has a place for him in the program if Jake Pope wants to be in it. And Georgia's chances with Jake Pope do not get worse when he keeps making these trips for these beautiful and amazing uh, atmospheres or experiences uh, in Athens, Georgia. Number six on the list um, you got Luther Burden III out of uh, LB3 out of East St. Louis and East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, 
Luther Burden is the nation's number two wide receiver. He's down to three schools. Uh, it's Alabama, Missouri, and Georgia. I don't really think Alabama's in the mix there. It's really just two schools. Uh, very interesting here because he was the former Oklahoma commitment who did not even include Oklahoma uh, in his uh, final three. Uh, we got some top targets. We got some interesting math here. I know everybody wants to put Hero number one in everybody's hearts, but Hero is number five uh, at Hero Canoe out of Rancho Santa Maria, Margarita, California. Reminder here, Georgia will get the last official visit from Hero Canoe. Number four is Jaheim Singletary. Number three is Christian Miller, who we mentioned before. Uh, Georgia has considerably moved the needle with Christian Miller over the last couple of weeks. He saw Georgia, uh, he described it as lit, lit, lit. At the Clemson game, he had a brilliant time, an amazing time again um, for Georgia, for Georgia, South Carolina. Again, that was his first time as a recruit. A guy named Oscar Delp, that was his first time at Georgia as a recruit as well. Got to see his buddy Dylan Fairchild romping around Sanford Stadium like they always talked about. And then number one on the list is Kamari Wilson out of IMG Academy, the nation's number one safety. Uh, those are your revised top targets. Let's keep, let's, keep in, let's keep going. And again, I want you to remember this because this is going to be very interesting. Really, Georgia maybe only has flex for about 12 more names in this cycle. Um, and that's crazy because how did Georgia get to 27 guys? What if all those guys want in? Uh, it becomes – it becomes pretty pretty ridiculous how Georgia would have to try and fit guys like that in. What if Jake Pope wants in? What if Shamar Stewart wants in? Um, what if Barry Alexander wants in? What if Anai White wants in? Mikel Williams wants in? Uh, yada, yada, yada. Lots of stuff going on there. We've got um, another uh, list to show you. These are the other names to consider. I think it grew a little bit this week, but we had to – we saw some matriculation Um uh, you got three-star wide receiver Jojo Bermudez, who's putting up some sick numbers in New Jersey. Drew Bobo was there. He had a great time uh, in Athens, again, on an unofficial visit. Looked like he enjoyed himself a lot. Deion Bowie, uh, former Georgia commit, Texas A&M commit. I think things are going to be so strong in this 2022, 2022 recruiting class for Georgia that I think uh, if Deion Bowie winds up at Texas A&M, I think that's a good for Georgia and that's a good for Texas A&M type thing. Uh, Jaden Gibson, he's another name we should have probably put on the uh, – um, announcing soon. I don't know if it's really announcing soon. October the 13th, October 14th, I believe is his dates, are his dates. Julian Humphrey, uh, Florida commit. Now he was in Florida for the Florida-Alabama game. He was he has made some public statements about how he's recruiting for the class. He had a popular tweet where he was like, uh, he says the pieces are in place for Florida to win a national championship as closely as they played Alabama. Sounds like a believer in what Dan Mullen's trying to do. Uh, there's a three-star defensive tackle, Myron Green, we mentioned this, we mentioned last week. The kicker, Chase Meyer. Uh, Walter Nolan, interesting. Walter Nolan also saw um, – and, guys, this is just the recruitment of Walter Nolan. Florida did not make his top three or latest top three, and yet he sees the performances by those mighty Gators in a losing effort against Alabama at home and uh, – Walter Nolan says he can see himself part of a national championship defensive line or turning things around with Gervon Dexter, Gervon Dexter. Uh, so he's back in love with Florida right there. Sean Rilla Washington out of Warren Easton, uh, DJ Westalak and uh, Shamar Stewart out of Opalaka, Florida. Those are the re kind of remaining top targets. Let's, let's matriculate quickly through uh, some, some dates. Again, we didn't mention Jaden Gibson. I believe it's on October the 13th or 14th. He's going to be making his announcement. Uh, Four-star offensive tackle Bo Hughley is making his decision on September the 24th. 
He's a 2023 offensive tackle out of Langston Hughes and Fairburn, Georgia. Oscar Delps, probably if you guys saw the Dog Nation story, he's going to be this weekend. He's not doing anything. He's on a family vacation, family beach trip, and then next week. So he's not going to commit on his mom's birthday on uh, September the 30th, but the following week he's going to go October the 2nd to visit South Carolina for the Akron game, I believe, because he's made the vow that he wanted to see all these schools on his list before he makes his decision. And you know what? Props to Oscar for being able to do that and having the conviction to follow through what he set his mind to. And then on October the 20th of 2021, five-star wide receiver Luther Burden III will also make his decision. So some decision timelines there. Georgia now has 17 commits. Some very good symmetry right now, number four nationally. Uh, they were number three at one point. Uh, Tom Harlow, hello from Tokyo, Japan. When somebody pops at my periphery right there, I got to bring that up. Eight guys on offense, eight guys on defense. Uh, one guy on special teams, 10 in state, uh, seven out of state. Malachi Starks remains the only public five-star commitment. 15 of those guys are in the SEC footprint. Seven guys are in the top 150. Um, there is your recruiting breakdown. And guys, there we go. I think we are 20 minutes into the show. If you guys were just joining us, if you've missed out on anything, go back to Spotify, go back to SoundCloud, go back to your favorite podcast platform. This thing will be found on YouTube after the visits, uh, after the after the show closes. Uh, top targets for 2023, Justice Haynes. He was in Athens for Georgia, South Carolina. Jonel Aguero uh, out of IMG Academy. Four-star edge, Malik Bryan, another guy out of IMG Academy. Lebius. LT Overton. LT was in Kentucky this past weekend. He was not at South Carolina. LT uh, will be at Oklahoma, I believe, this weekend. Uh, But uh, I think he really likes Georgia a lot. That's why I keep having him at number two. And number one, there's some news on A.J. Harris uh, this week. A.J. Harris is down to a final seven. I really think that's about a final four, final five. Uh, He will make his decision on either uh, December 13th, which is his mom's birthday, Oddly enough, AJ's mom and my mom, uh, the wonderful Glenda Sintel. Uh, shout out to mom, just because I felt like I've been doing this show for six years. It's about time I gave a shout out to my mama. Um, they share the same birthday. I thought that was really odd when I was kind of getting some information about uh, that recruitment and that story. Uh, AJ Harris, if he doesn't have his decision made by taking a bunch of visits, uh, AJ Harris is supposed to go see Georgia for the Kentucky game. He's at Alabama this weekend. Uh, he will also want to go see Ohio State and Clemson once again. Um, but A.J. Harris, if he can't figure out his decision by December the 13th, he will make his decision on his birthday on January the 11th. I think running back will be huge for Georgia in the 2023 cycle, as, long, as well as wide receiver and offensive tackle. Those are kind of the positions that Georgia will have to knock out in that class and prioritize as well. Um, let's do this. This is a Kroger branded show, a Kroger sponsor show. So, Guys, let's take a second. Um, Let's pop our helmet. Let's take a knee. Let's put our heads up and let's listen to this special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. 
It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. Thomas Van Zan. I think that's right. Thomas Van Zan. Fazana, I think. I'm going to say it three times. That way uh, you'll get more, more airtime. He's like, he says, time to bag some groceries. That's just we, what we did. We bagged some groceries there with Kroger. Uh, you guys want to know, uh, nice shout out to the velvet voice there. But it, you guys want to know what um, a young man like me did for a living way, way, way back in North Georgia growing up. I bagged groceries. That's one of my job. I stock shelves and bag groceries. And uh, it was a wonderful thing to do. Speaking about a wonderful thing to do, I, I'm all about kind of reveling in the positive, reveling in like, the now, being happy with where your feet are planted right now. So think about this, folks. Maybe you can do some interactive hedges again on your own with this uh, broadcast. Maybe you're watching us on your cell phone. But I want you to, at some point tonight, go outside and take a lap. And I want you to soak this around right here. I want you to think, Georgia is playing as well as it ever has. This is the deepest and most well-rounded roster Georgia has ever had in the Kirby Smart era. The dominating defense, the way the offense is functioning, you got probably two or three really good quarterbacks that can get the job done uh, and kind of walk around that fall air and just kind of bathe in it for a little bit. It doesn't get much better than the way things are right now if you are covering uh, the University of Georgia football program or if you are a proud supporter and diehard Dog Nation member of the uh, – University of Georgia football family. Amazing. What kind of what what's happening right now? This is what folks have been talking about for so long. The recruiting, the defense, the passing game, all that stuff. All that stuff. Um pretty pretty stinking amazing. Uh G Bama boy throws out a uh throws out a uh Tralee, Tralee, Tralee Hale shout out as well. Um yeah, Sid Will Willerson. Hey, shout out to all the former back boys. Delhi meat department folks from back in the day, man, where I grew up, people were so nice. That was where uh, courtesy, I was a courtesy clerk, what that was called. I cannot believe I thought of the term courtesy clerk, but um, you were allowed to take out groceries and uh, accept a tip. And some days, man, growing up in North Georgia, uh, people were extremely nice. That's why whenever I ever get a chance to groceries or bag wherever I'm at, uh, I, I try to take care of those bag boys because a lot of folks, a lot of good people took care of me growing up as well. Um, but uh let's do this door number two we open the door behind door number two we got a door number one as well which is another dog nation conversation with a recent georgia football commit it's got five minutes if you guys ever wanted to know and see kind of get a sense of what cj madden carlton cj madden is like the newest commitment at least for now to the university of georgia We'll take about five minutes. You'll get to hear from uh, CJ Madden. We actually recorded this uh, prior to his commitment, but take a watch. I think it's a good good reflection of the young man that Georgia is getting. Uh, let's let's take a listen at CJ Madden, Carlton Madden, right now. CJ Madden. I think the world knows twelve oh one. Probably dancing. Right. What are you doing right now? That after you tweeted it out and you let the world know you're a Georgia Bulldog. You know, it's a great feeling. You know, um, I just can't wait to get down there, you know, be with my new team, things like that, and uh, go dogs. What was the reason why? Um, it was just, I won't say family. You know, uh, it was an hour away from home. Um, you know, it definitely played a big role in my decision. And um, for Georgia to be at such a top school, elite school in the nation, you know, you just can't really beat that. What are you going to bring to the University of Georgia? Every recruit wants to bring something, their own skill set. What are you going to bring to Georgia? I'm bringing elite pass rushing. 
um, you know, my skill set, my you know, my drive, things like that. But most importantly, I'm going to bring effort um, to a great defense um, that Georgia's building up. So I'm ready. What was it like when you committed? Did you get on the phone with somebody? How did you commit to Georgia? Um, actually, I was at I was at dinner. Um, and I could uh, I text Coach Landon. It was my birthday dinner. Um, I text Coach Landon. You know, I said I wanted to be a dog, and he was hyped up. So that was that. Did you commit at your birthday dinner? Yeah. How old were you? Eighteen. Yeah, I was turned seventeen. So that was your birthday. You committed yeah. on your birthday mm -hmm. silently over yeah. dinner, right? Right. What were we eating? Uh, I was. I had some steak. I was at Houston's out in Atlanta. So Ooh, it's a good spot. Yeah, a good spot. Did you get the cheese toast? Did you get some of that? Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, that was that was exciting. Was that a weight off your shoulders? What did it? What did? What was that day like? You know, it was, it was a real uh, monumental day. Um, you know, it was, it was really a blessing. It just felt surreal. Um, you know, my situation, my story, you know, it was a real blessing. What do you, uh, what are your goals for your time at Georgia? What are you coming in there thinking you want to accomplish during your four or three years in Athens? Definitely, I want to win a state championship, not state championship, a national championship. Um, you know, that's one of my goals. Uh, of course, we know we want to win, things like that, but, you know, personal goals. Um, you know, just to be for my team. You know, I'm not really like a stat, stat type player. You know, whatever, I just do my job. Um, if somebody else made the tackle, as long as I'm doing my job, that's that's just who I am. Um, so that's who I am. How would you describe your recruitment? It was, it was, it was rough in the beginning, but um, you know, it just spiked up really fast. But you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. So. I think the last thing I want people to know is, man, you had to earn your offer from Georgia. Mm -hmm. I think they worked you out like like a dog. Mm -hmm. Different positions. Do you feel like you had they had to check under the hood, kick all the tires that really earned that offer? Yours came differently yeah. than a yeah. lot of COVID offers. Definitely. Um, you know, I went out there. I think it was June third. That's when things just opened back up with camps because of COVID. Um, you know, I, I was working out with um, Coach Landon. who was in a slight. It was just a little bit of uh, contact before that, but. Um, you know, when I got up there, um, you know, I worked out and you know, I put my all into it. Um, I didn't get the offer that exact day, but, you know, we were still in close contact. And Coach Lennon said he liked what he seen. So, um, and Coach Smart, you know, that was just, uh, it was real, um, you know, monumental for me, you know, just to hear that from, you know, some great coaches and things like that. And um, a couple of days later, they offered me, um, got up there um, after a, I was with my family, actually, when they offered me. Um, in the room with Coach Smart, so that was real big, and so that's that. Got a message for Dog Nation and everybody out there. You, I guess you know how to say "go dogs." So what mm -hmm. would be your message? My message to Dog Nation: um, You know, y'all getting y'all getting a dog out of me. Um, you know, I'm a great player. I'm a great uh, student as well. You know, on and off the field, I'm just a great person, um, and I'm ready. Go dogs! CJ Madden, I'm always going to say that this body was built by about 700 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yep. When you went from 205 pounds to 235 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for taking some time on this big day for you, man. Definitely. Appreciate it. Folks, there you have it. CJ Madden. I mean, very, very impressive young man. Uh, Justin Farmer, CJ Madden will be an outside linebacker at Georgia vastly underrated. I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't, I don't really know who I could say is better uh, at the jump. 
don't know who I could taste better, who will be better if they, when they arrive at the university of Georgia, um, should both, should both Mikel Williams and, uh, CJ Madden end up at playing the same position. I think, I think Mikel is more of a defensive end. He would be a situational pass rusher. I think, I think CJ has a lot more variety, positional versatility. Uh, when he worked out folks, I'm going to tell you what, he was there on a very small group. Schumann worked him out first at inside backer. That's what he's played a lot of so far, so far for, um, a lot of so far for Cedar Grove in his senior year, but then he's really an outside backer. He's going to bat. that's going to be on the edge. Uh, he's going to be very rangy and, and really he had to seriously earn that offer folks. He didn't have an offer before COVID. He had to go camp that offer and work that offer. And when I want to mean, they worked him till he was slap dog tired. They did. Cause it was funny when he got through with Schumann, then he went to, to Lanning and there were only like four guys in Lanning's group that day. And it was just reps, 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 reps. Uh, the only time that his family ever heard him get an offer, or at least the first time, was when Georgia did it. They were all in the same room. That's when his mama got to hear uh, from Kirby Smart in Georgia that he was good enough to play for the University of Georgia. Georgia was his dream school. And, folks, there won't be, there won't be 10 or 12 players. I know he's kind of rated as like the third or fourth lowest commitment in terms of Georgia's uh, recruiting class right now. Folks, I don't think that there are – I don't think there's nine nine or ten players in this class right now that are better than C.J. Madden or will be better than C.J. Madden. Uh, he wanted it. He worked for it. He got it. And um, <laughs> tell you what, that's my that's my son home from uh, basketball skills and agility, speed and agility today. He's, he's kidding some ice out of the ice maker. It's one of those, one of those days here. Um, one of those nights here at Dog Nation, uh, Woodstock World Headquarters, uh, recruiting bureau, recruiting bureau. Um, we, uh, I just really, th- I just really think Georgia's got a sleeper, got a gym, got a three-star gym in CJ Madden. And right now, Lad McConkey, Justin Schaefer, Jordan Davis, Latrevious, Latrevious Beanie, uh, it kind of goes on and on how Lad, I mentioned Lad McConkey, but it kind of goes on and on how a lot of those three stars that um, that are certainly uh, killing it for the University of Georgia. You see things with Lad McConkey. You see him in the highlights. You see him catch that pass that was kind of went viral today from some practice videos from All Access UGA. Uh, really great stuff happening right now. When Georgia takes a three star, just go ahead, check please. That guy's going to be really stinking good. Really stinking good, and I think uh, C.J. Madden certainly reflects that in the class of 2022. Maybe, just maybe, Georgia will not be done. Uh, Stacy Carter as well, bringing up A.D. Mitchell. Maybe, just maybe, Georgia will not be be, be done uh, with that Cedar Grove High School in the near future. Um, <laughs> everybody, Hugh Nash, everybody wants to see Peaches. Everybody know, wants to know Peaches. Uh John Smith. Hey, thanks for the shout out about Warner Robins in Lee County. I got something. I got something. To, I, got, I guess I, I want to share with you guys. Hopefully this is going to be something that you guys might be excited about coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, but right now, I think this is our time for uh, top. We mentioned we've done the top targets. This is time for our online chatter. These are the things that kind of popped up on the Internet that I want to make sure you good people uh, had a chance like uh, Maurice Carter. Had a chance to see, and if you guys, if you guys want, if you guys, I want, guys, I want this to be your show. I want us to be like, like this, or like this on our show, so I can sit there in real time and see what your comments are. I know everybody's calling for peaches, 
but um, we got people talking about deer meat. But, but if there's something you want to know, like, can you say, hey, Jeff, tell me about that thing. We're here for you, man. We got you. We got you. If you guys want to know anything about it, uh, we'll do that. So we got some top targets to take a look at. We, excuse me. We've looked at some top targets. We, uh, we're going to take a look at some online chatter. Let me get to my cue uh, board right here. Let's go along with them right now. First of all, that's Luther Burden. That's his final three. Georgia, Missouri, Alabama. Uh, October 20th is when he's decided that he will make his decision. Uh, nation's number two wide receiver. I think uh, what what Luther does, he does very well. Um, big kid, physical kid, returns some punts for touchdowns. Um, good, good, elusive dude with uh, some escapability in the kicking game. Uh, Luther Burden right there. Uh, very interesting that he's down to his final three. Things like it seems like he's getting down to crunch time. Um, with his decision, the next one up, uh, I kind of kind of have some fun with wordplay on social media. I think Big O is going to the Alamo or uh, Delp is on the way to the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. That's an event I attend annually with my duties as the recruiting editor, I guess, for DogNation.com. Oscar Delp, such a good dude there. I had another great visit to the University of Georgia. He this was earlier this week. He was presented with his All-American Bowl jersey virtually uh, last night out of uh, West Forsyth High School. West Forsyth High School now has back to back All-American Bowl participants. Um, A.J. Harris, we talked about him earlier in our 2023 top targets. Uh, He's down to a final seven. North Carolina just kind of jumped in there late. Uh, you've got uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, LSU, Alabama. He's never been to LSU. He's been to Alabama. He's going back this weekend. He's from the state of Alabama. Um, I think Georgia has always had a very uh, ringside seat. Uh, they're going to be right in the arena there for A.J. Harris. Really special cornerback prospect. And folks, I don't know what's happening here in the Alabama Independent Schools Association. I think A.J. Harris has had – um, two or three pick sixes is in his career. I think he's had two or three punt returns for touchdowns in his career. And then uh, he's returned like eight kickoffs for touchdowns. I would stop kicking the ball to this young man. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with the questions on the right side. We've got uh, Justice Haynes, folks. Elka, which is a stout, stinking good single-A private team in the state of Georgia. They've won six out of the last seven state championships. They were up 21 to nothing on Blessed Trinity. Um, And uh, he came back. He roared back with 356 yards and three touchdowns on 36 carries. Folks, that's way too many carries. I I think Justice has had – he is a premium specimen. He's kind of like Batman, you know, how Batman became Batman. He worked out for like – six hours a day for like six years straight. And he, he went and escaped Liam Nielsen when the temple caught on fire out in Tibet and all that stuff. But um, he, uh, he is a really, really strong football player, a dynamic football player. He was in Athens again this weekend as well. Justice Haynes, a priority target for everybody in the class of 2023. George is after him very, very hard. And he is of course the uh, legacy running back, uh, son of Veron Haynes, the hobnail boot Haynes, P44 Haynes, which makes him a Georgia immortal, no doubt about it. I see some questions here. I think Raymond had me a question. Guys, I think Georgia is really in it for Bear. I think Georgia has always been in it for Bear. I think this is a heart versus a head type decision for Big Bear Alexander. 
Um, and the better Georgia plays and the more jo- Jordan Davis looks like one of the true rock stars of college football this year, and he's getting rare pub and attention for a defensive tackle in any era, I think, I think he takes notice of that. And I think Bayer knows a lot of guys on the Georgia 2022 class that he'd really like to play with. And I think, again, it's a heart versus a head type example. Uh, we saw a, a decision day come up here September the 24th. That was for Bo Hughley. He's about six foot seven, six foot six and a half, 285 pounds. He's going to be committing on September the 24th. Um, really strong prospect there. I think he's a number seven offensive tackle in the country. He's in that, about a number 75 overall recruit. Last time I checked, Dog Nation is totally fine with Georgia adding top 100 overall prospects for the offensive line. If I got that right, can I get a amen? Can I get a yes, sir? Um, Georgia continues to be able to recruit the offensive line class very heavily and be very interesting to see how things turn out there for, for Georgia um, with uh, Bo Hughley's decision on uh, September the 24th. I think we flashed a graphic right here, folks. This is a I mean, if you guys don't know me by now, you know who I am. I'm a sucker for great stories. I try to bring out the stories and the very best things that I want you good people to know about these young men. Look at Carlton Madden Jr. right here, CJ Madden. Dreams do come true. This was a recruiting profile he made for the Arabia Mountain Rams in the ninth grade. He was 6'1", 181. Now he's about 6'3 and a half, 235. Look at that desired college to attend, UGA. Look at this. He made it in the ninth grade, and he says simply dreams do come true. Folks, if you want a dog to I, – I, here, I recommend this. I want you guys to tell me this. Every class, if you're a true Georgia Bulldog fan, you got to adopt five guys in every, in every recruiting class, and you got to say, that's going to be one of my guys that when I'm at a tailgate, when I come jersey buying time, or when you're, when you're out and about and you're talking to your friends um, – pregame and hey look at that guy hey look at that guy I want you guys to really know the story of CJ Madden because like I said he was about 205 pounds and he was a three-star recruit and maybe he was good enough for uh, Colorado and other schools but he peanut buttered and jelly sandwiched his way eating about three of those suckers a day for about six months uh, to becoming a 235 pound ripped uh, recruit he did push-ups as well and I want to point back to this this was in September I saw him in or mid-September and sometimes I take so much video and sometimes it takes me about a week or two to go through and process it but he was about I, I called him six foot six foot four here he was about six foot three six foot three and a half I thought he was in for in for a big year uh, this was before his junior season um, fortunately the Georgia High School Association did not render him eligible because of a move but I saw him and I said there are two DLs there with SEC offers. He doesn't have one, not yet. A name to know in the 2022 class. This is before, before he had any offers. And I flashed it back to early September of 2020. No SEC offers. Commits to his dream school in Georgia today. Simple message there is, folks, you don't know how far away from where you want to be. Uh, CJ Madden was only a year away from his dream school. Um, amazing. Amazing. Uh, Amazing uh, story there for C.J. Madden and how he's came so far so fast to hawk down his dream school. That's why he's going to care so much about playing and playing well uh, for the University of Georgia. Uh, Peter Joffrey Wilson, what do you wonder about the PB&J story? I'm a journalism guy, but I didn't. I did do very well in the math classes I took, which was only one at the University of Georgia. I got an A in statistics, uh, but if you have – uh, the balance of about three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day for about 190 days, then you get well over 500 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, hopefully, uh, that's what you want. John Schmidt, um, uh, he's going to be at the Warner Robins uh, game on Saturday. 
man, I think uh, I think I, I'll be there at the Warner Robins game on Friday. Excuse me, I'm sure you said on Friday as well. Got some news to share about that in just a second. Uh, Guatemala Mike wants to know if Georgia can flip that cornerback uh, committed FSU. No, Travis Hunter, folks, is not going to, to anywhere but FSU. I'm going to put it to you guys as bluntly as you can. He told me this in – in September of his junior year, he still says the same same thing now. You've got more chances of seeing Brandon Adams doing a Gator Nation Daily show and selling out uh, and becoming the host of Gator Nation Daily than you than you do of seeing Travis Hunter flip away from FSU. Um, or you've got a better chance of all of a sudden hearing Mike Griffith talk about he's happy with the Georgia-Florida football game being in, in Jacksonville every year, and he wants to see that. You've got a better chances of those two things happening than Travis Hunter uh, flipping to uh, flipping from Georgia or flipping away from Florida State. Uh, to be uh, to be clear, to be clear, and I hope that settles that for everything about that. Uh, there's no chance. And you know what? That's what I love about Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter is like, man, I'm going to do my thing. He's got mom, he's got grandma, he's got family, he's got all those folks that are uh, in Florida that he wants to see him play and play well. And he doesn't matter. He knows what he's capable of. He knows what he can do. And he is a dynamic program-changing talent, especially in the Atlantic Coast Conference where he can play cornerback and then return some punts and then um, play wide receiver, a very, very special football player. Um, Corey York, uh, yeah, Kojo was at the game Saturday. Um, obviously, might be the thing where – am I, am I, am I pantomiming? Am I, am I gesturing enough? It might be the thing where I would simply say Kojo Antwi is a heck of a player, going to do great things at Ohio State. Might not have a chance to get back into the thing with, um, with Georgia now, considering as well as, as well as Georgia's recruiting all across the board at all positions. Um, hope that answered the question. Uh, Tyson, uh, it's funny, control is Tyson. I, I tried to put that very clearly. And that's the, you know, I'm a, I'm a descriptor guy. I am a wordsmith. I'm trying to come up with exactly what I feel. Uh, the chances are nil that Travis Hunter is going to flip. And I know this is where recruiting guys like me should say, well, recruiting is fluid. You never know what's going to happen. Folks, if that happens, shocked. That would be the word, shocked. Um, he's a dynamic football player, simply put. Travis Hunter is a guy that can change the course of any game. He could part defenses like the Red Sea, and, you know, Florida State needs a lot of help. He's going to bring him a lot of help. Uh, and I, I would imagine the folks on the on the Dog Nation Forum, and you guys, you know, the folks that get down on the Dog Nation Forum, uh, they would probably rather see Travis Hunter at Florida State because that will help equalize Clemson in the ACC along with uh, North Carolina. And uh, – you know, you certainly don't want to see Travis Hunter at a Florida. You certainly don't want to see Travis Hunter at Ohio State or Travis Hunter at a Clemson or Travis Hunter at an Alabama because, folks, that would be scary. That would be absolutely scary uh, to see one of those programs at a player like Travis Hunter. Uh, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> that might be tough for this Georgia defense to kind of spot, to kind of hawk down. You have Travis Hunter year two, year three in college having to deal with that dude um, out on the edge and going up and getting the ball. I think we got a few more uh, online chatter parts. Uh, first of all, let's look at this kind of uh, tag team right here. You've got Jalen Walker 
saying he loves the University of Georgia. Folks, Jalen Walker, I said this earlier, he looked down on that field and all things University of Georgia like he was looking at, looking down on, I don't know, the most precious thing in the world or the way all of us at, when we were five or six years old looked at Christmas trees or maybe the way Brandon Adams, again, I'll use his name, looks at five-star quarterbacks um, or the way Mike Griffith loves an argument or the way Connor Haley, Connor Riley of our team likes to find out the most – scientifically advantageous method for him to succeed in our go with the flow show uh, that shows up every week on Fridays where we're picking games. Um, Christian Miller kind of echoes or says an amen. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Uh, When I said, folks, he moved Georgia moved the needle with him. They've certainly moved the needle with him over the next two weeks. You'll probably see a story about that on dognation.com go up tomorrow. Uh, And I think we got a couple more Um, folks. Look at this. This is Ruben Owens. Fresh off his Georgia unofficial visit. Folks, this kid was dog tired. He caught a red eye early in the morning to get – he got on a plane at like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. out of Houston. He got to Athens in time to watch the Georgia-South Carolina game. That was a great unofficial visit. Look at him on a horse. Look at him with the Georgia – repping the Georgia Power G band. Folks, I know Richard Young is still in there in the mix at running back for the class of 2023. But I think Georgia and Del McGee, if they can close it down right now, Katie barred the door with Reuben Owens and Justice Haynes. I think Del McGee would be like, job well done here, folks. My homework's done. I got my A wrapped up at midterms. Um, Pierce Sperling had a couple of tweets I want to bring to you. Look at this right here. I'm going to go left to right. This is Justice Haynes. I think Georgia has a tremendous shot with Justice Haynes. Tony Mitchell, that's a five-star cornerback from uh, Alabama. Uh, Tony, really going to be hard to beat Alabama there, but he's been to Georgia more than any other school. Michael Doherty, Georgia really liked. Michael Doherty really likes Georgia. He had a great visit. Um, Ruben Owens, that's the young man in the Bass Pro Shops hat, uh, really liked his visit to UGA. Then you've got Arch Manning. I think we've heard his name a few times. Um, uh, Chris Slim White. Man, I'm not ignoring your question. Tell you what, I'm going to kind of put one eye on the screen right now, Chris, and I'm going to try and answer your question uh, as soon as I see it pop up. So please re- please repeat that question. Then you've got Pierce Sperling the third, and then you've got um, – uh, Braden Joyner, uh, number, probably going to wind up the nation's number one center in, uh, in the 2023 class uh, out of Auburn High School. I see a question here from uh, Peter Joffrey Wilson. Brock Bowers is the best UGA freshman since. Peter, I got two really quick answers for that one. I think it's Andrew Thomas. Um, you got to probably mention Jake Fromm there as well, considering what he did as a freshman with the responsibility on his shoulders. I think uh, Andrew Thomas, George Pickens, and uh, Jake Fromm would probably be the three most impactful freshmen since Brock Bowers. Pierce Burling, I'm going to show you this, guys, really quick, really quickly. Uh, trying to look out for Chris Slim White's question. I haven't seen it yet. Um, definitely don't want to be uh, typecast as not as ignoring questions. Folks, if I see a question, I'll answer it. Um, Pierce Burling says this is what they want. So you see Oscar Delp, uh, the tight end. Uh, the tight end prospect in the 2022 cycle. The next guy right there, that's Lawson Lucky. Lawson Lucky is um, the uh, Georgia legacy. He is the son of one of, I believe it's Mike Lucky, uh, which was one of the um, lucky triplets that played for Coach Jim Donnan. Um, there's Coach Todd Hartley right there. And then there's Pierce Sperling the third. Folks, look how big Pierce Sperling is in the class of 2023. He's about 6'6". Delp's about 6'5". Um, that would kind of be the ideal next two recruiting classes of tight ends for Georgia. I think Deuce Robinson, uh, the brilliant two-way baseball football player, um, out of Deuce Robinson is another guy I think Georgia will recruit very hard. 
but um, that would be a great tight end room for the next two classes for Todd Hartley as well. Um, got a few more. I think Pierce Sperling. Uh, let me see. There's one more. Oh, I don't know if we saw this one or not. Uh, yeah, we had one tweet uh, that I didn't see uh, come up. Uh, let me see. Chris, I think your question is, what do you do, MP, DJ Martinez? He at RB wide receiver. I hope that wasn't your uh, your question. Uh, uh, Rhett Romack, pretty please. You, you gave me a pretty please, Rhett. Uh, so, far, so here's the thing. Uh, class of 2024 running back. Everybody thinks he's a running back, folks. He's a linebacker. He really likes Georgia a lot. Um, so many things I got to get up on the side or at least talk to you folks about. Um, Rhett, since you're such a great friend of the program, I'm going to do this. This is something, you know, you guys are going to get it straight from the phone here. I've got, I, I swapped some messages recently with uh, Sammy Brown. Uh, Sometimes he goes and catches fish on the weekends, but he went to see Ole Miss last weekend and he went to Georgia uh, for the UAB game. Um, he was there for the Clemson game as well. Uh, he called Georgia's program and its fans electric. Uh, he noticed how fast and physical Georgia's linebackers were playing, especially the linebackers and defensive line. They did a good job bringing pressure, not many busts with coverage, solid game on TV. Um when he visited Georgia against UAB, he said the following. It was atmosphere. The atmosphere in that stadium is like no other. It wasn't just because it's the first home game. I know it'll be that way every single Saturday. It was great to see the support behind such a great program. Uh, it's kind of what he's feeling right now. Really likes Georgia a lot already. Georgia's doing a good job with class of 2024. Uh, top 10 player right now in the class. Uh, top 20 player in the class. Um Sammy Brown out of Jefferson High School. Folks, I, I don't hope you know this. I, I, everybody's like, you know, I got like a red nose or whatever. You beat me in person. Not like this. I want you to know, like when you do these shows, I literally have like two lights that are like really on my face um, where, where I try to make sure I balance out shadows and everything else. So probably a lot of this would have to do the redness right here would have to be a little bit to do with the, the light that is just on my face. Um, everybody gets worried about my... Uh, my face for some reason on these shows. Um, so Rhett Romack, that was your pretty please answered. Uh, uh, James C. Marble. I, I think I, this is what our top targets looks like every week. The top five undecideds that I would say are must gets. It goes in this order. It goes um, Kamari Wilson. Kamari Wilson simply because Georgia needs safeties and they need a special player like that. Uh, number two is Oscar Dell, uh, tight end. Don't really need a tight end, but you need to add a. I would say right now, who? Let's take a quick poll of all of our of all our audience right now. Um, raise your hand if you would like Georgia to add another playmaker talent uh, to the level of a Brock Bowers. They can do some of the same things for Brock Bowers. Uh, if you would say yes, please raise your hand with your appropriate emoji or yes in the comment section below. That's why Oscar Delp's number two. Christian Miller's number three, because I think he's a difference maker in the program on and off the field. Really high value character guy. Loves football. Cares about the way he plays. Cares about getting better. Football means a lot to him. 
He wants to change the dynamic of his family. I always look for players like that. Uh, four is Jaheim Singletary. Georgia lost Deion Bowie. Uh, they need a they need more cornerbacks in this cycle. Obviously, when you look at Georgia's cornerbacks, you would expect Tyke Smith, perhaps after a brilliant uh, junior season, and then Darion Kendrick to move to the NFL, which means who's going to be your other cornerback? Uh, Nyland Green's look good, but he's not there yet. Javon Bullard's look good. Kamari Lasseter, those guys have all looked good, but those guys might be star or not nickel corners as well our money corners as well uh, as that extra defensive back might even be safeties. Uh, so you wonder, you know, Keely Ringo's in the mix, Jalen Kimber. I think Jalen Kimber is going to come back strong next year. Um, he's dealing with a shoulder injury right now. So I would say that um, a guy like Jaheim Singletary, five-star cornerback, one of the best in the class. Uh, he's, I've got him at number four. And then I've got, I think I, looking at my top targets, I think I've got hero canoe number five. I know there's, um, Big Bear Alexander, who would probably be just as good as a five. But I just think there's so much upside with Hero Canoe. That's the guy that you guys heard me talk about him. Uh, gosh, I, I say every week I got to write about him. But then there's something that comes up every week. But um, Hero Canoe is a guy that um, only been playing football for about two years. And he is a um, uh, former midfielder, uh, soccer player's feet. You know, you talk about football players with good feet. You want to talk about a football player with good feet. When you say a young man has great feet or feet like Barishnikov, uh, get him some soccer player feet. And I wonder how many people on this feed would understand what I mean by feet like Barishnikov. If you do, um, you, might, you might be about my age. But that's what kind of what I think um, the feet look like there for uh, Hero Canoe. Very special athlete. Big Bear Alexander would be great. Um, Luther Burden would be great. Those are kind of those top five. So if I answered that um, properly uh, for you, sir. That's what I tried to do. Um, one thing I want to bring to your attention before we step out of here right now is um, we're going to do something uh, tomorrow and, and uh, not, excuse me, on Friday. If you guys have been noticing on Peachtree TV that um, let me try to pull my breast, my best Brandon Adams act here out of a hat and try to maybe sponsor something or plug something away. Um, so normally you've seen us, Brandon and Rusty Manzel are in the booth for, for calling um, Friday night football games on uh, the road to the state title on Peachtree TV uh, with Score Atlanta. Normally, you guys have seen us the last couple of Fridays. If you guys have watched so far, let me know. Um, well, we're going to do something different on Friday. Uh, my good friend Rusty Manzel can't be with that game, so he's in Nashville to a prior commitment for the Georgia Vanderbilt weekend. So I've kind of got uh, – let me use a Braves metaphor. I've kind of I've kind of tapped the left-hander out of the bullpen. So I will be joining Brandon in the booth for the uh, Lee County Warner Robins game on Friday night. I will be – so you'll have two members of Dog Nation in the booth calling what I think is the best game in the state this weekend. You've got number one Warner Robins versus number one Lee County. Uh, Lee County went to overtime in the Class 6A state champion last championship last year against Buford. Um they're the number one team in Class 6A. Warner Robins won the game, uh, won the state championship in Class 5A. A year ago, you've got two number one teams, Lee County, South Georgia, and then you've got uh, the Warner Robins, the Demons of Warner Robins. We'll be watching that game. We'll be calling that game. Brandon and I will be in the booth. Let me see if I can get a word in edgewise with my good buddy Brandon, if I can contain all my, all my, all my takes to about 12 seconds in between plays. Uh, but watch us, guys. Uh, if you want to see us have some fun and do a really good thing for Team Dog Nation, uh, you'll have two Dog Nation guys in the booth calling the biggest game in the state. We'll talk about Luther Burley. 
I mean, we'll talk about, excuse me, not Luther Burden. We'll talk about Victor Burley. We'll talk about all those playmakers uh, on the on the Warner Robins side of the ball as fast as they, they like to play football. Um, the fabulous freshman running back from Lee County. Folks, that guy's got some jets, and he's got a bright, bright future. Uh, a lot of great 2024s at Lee County. Um, they run the ball so well. Uh, I like what uh, Warner Robins is doing. Um Got a great quarterback, got a great running back. We're going to talk all about this. Um, we're going to talk all about this, but uh, something to pay attention to. If you guys want to check it out, maybe support me and Brandon in our maiden voyage in the booth. Uh, like I said, this is I've never been in the booth before, uh, so it'll be a chance for me to uh, add to my skill set as well. And to, to I got my I got I got a professional, a consummate velvet voice like Brandon Adams in the booth, kind of guiding us along the way. I know we'll get to where we want to go and have a great call and a great game. So if you guys got something to do on Friday nights or you want to check things out, come join us on Friday night on Peachtree TV. I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. Guys, it's been another great time here on Before the Hedges. We get you guys a good intro on um, some revised top targets for this class. I told you why I feel that – Uh, I think Georgia's recruiting at a level that they really haven't ever been at before when they check the box of on-field play, um, dominating players, players looking like NFL, throwing the ball through the air, eviscerating opponents, um, electric atmospheres, the red lights. It's kind of all coming together where Georgia is putting everything on the field that recruits want to see. And I think these are banner high water marks ahead for Georgia's football program and its recruiting effort right now. It's very stout, guys. Right, That's what it is. Uh, check us out. Uh, we've got uh, Cover 4 tomorrow. You can go to listen to my buddy Brandon in the morning for his Dog Nation daily program. Uh, we, will, uh, we will come back to you with more stories on Dog Nation as well. Mike Griffith, Connor Riley, Brandon Adams, and myself. you got Michael Carvel behind the glass. This is our team for Dog Nation. Folks, it's been another Wednesday night. I thank you guys for joining us, uh, for watching along. Hope you've learned something about uh, Georgia football recruiting, Georgia football. Hope I was able to answer a lot of questions. I hope I was able to give you a little bit more insight into the way the big recruiting machine is running along right now for the University of Georgia. I thank you for being here. It does mean a lot to me. Thank you for joining us again on Dog Nation, and we'll see everybody again on the pages of dognation.com. Be blessed, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you again real soon. Let's go, I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle. 